My name is Jenna. I won't tell you my last name. I mean, I could. It isn't dangerous for you to know or anything. I just don't think it's particularly relevant. Look, my last name isn't the point. The point is, over 20 years ago, I walked into a scholastic book fair, and what I discovered there changed my life forever. It's Garrett. My last name is Garrett, okay? podcast i guess no, like, that, that goes in that goes in hey i'm editing i decide what goes in 10 okay decide that that goes in <laughs> hello new strange listeners we don't know that they're strange yeah. you don't have to insult our listeners first. if they're thing. listening to an animorphs <laughs> podcast that seems like I mean, they're a little strange behavior. We're all strange, though. Yeah. And I can trace mine back to the stupid books. Oh, mine definitely precedes the books. Hello, and welcome to our very first episode of Minds at Yerk, an Animorphs fan cast. Yes, an Animorphs fan cast. Hey, that was a solid intro. Uh, Thank you. It's like I practiced it, but I totally didn't. (laughs) So how's everyone doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> say, introduce yourself oh i already did that though yeah, she did the thing my so name's you do alex it. mine's megan and i'm tim <laughs> <laughs> could you sound more afraid of what we've dragged you into tim but i don't know probably not that was we're at peak levels of fear right now yeah oh poor tim yeah what I have know, i gotten Tim's... myself into Tim's so Tim fear. is definitely the Marco. Yes. Is he? <laughs> I mean, maybe if Marco and uh, Tobias merged somehow. Mm. Okay. Okay. I got to admit, I found a fascinating fact out about Marco the other day that I'm going to wait until we actually hit a Marco book to share. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I am intrigued. You might have to remind me because that's a few episodes away, though. <laughs> so how did everybody get into Animorphs? A scholastic book fair. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Mine was actually a Walden's books. And oh. I picked up number five with the dolphin on the cover. And was like, fuck yes, dolphins. <laughs> yeah, if and you... then realized it was number five. If you want to sell a book. To a young girl, put a dolphin on the cover. Just Lisa Frank it up. <laughs> well, especially yeah. back in the nineties. But yeah, I think I I can't remember if I actually just bought number five or if I actually made my parents buy the first five. So I have no idea. But that's how I jumped in. Nice, hey, Tim. How Tim. about you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> how did you How did you get your introduction to anamorphs? Tim. You guys for this <laughs> podcast. I've never read this. I didn't know what this was until you guys all sort of made fun of me for not knowing what it was. So did you think we were punking you at first? Uh, yeah. Like, 
There's this book about kids who turn into weird animals because okay. of an alien. No, I'll, what? I'll tell you, I I had heard the title Animorphs once before. Maybe like, you know how you sort of like get this stuff. I don't know. You just pick it up as you go. I'd mm-hmm. heard osmosis. of Animorphs. Yeah, Osmosis. That's the word I was looking for. Um, I had heard of Animorphs, and I knew it was a thing. And somehow, my mind created this universe where Animorphs was a cartoon. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, it was very similar to a cartoon that you <laughs> probably aren't old enough to remember called The Shirt Tales. And in The Shirt Tales, there were little animor- animals that ran around, and they wore shirts. And their shirts would show <laughs> images of what they were thinking at the time and somehow this just translated to like a modern i say modern a mid-90s take on shirt tales did, is this like, a, this like off-brand care bear yeah it was like a, a poor man's care bear was it i think on that's like probably pretty accurate hbo with zoobilly zoo no, was zoobilly zoo on hbo i didn't have hbo as a kid but i, I didn't zoobilly either zoo. but every now and then the cable would give it to us free for the cable company maybe that's it what it was free for a weekend that was ben vereen i remember zoobilly zoo. yes but I don't know. There's I a nude joke somewhere in there. Just with the HBO. Just throwing that out there as a placeholder. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure if that show had been more present in any of our lives, we would all be big furries. <laughs> I am actually glad that it surprise. only actually was available to me on the weekends. It appears that Shirt Tales... Uh, was an animated series by Hanna Barbera that aired in the early '80s on NBC. Okay, that uh-huh. sounds that tracks. That tracks. It was a good yeah. show too. I think I'm, that was a long you know, time ago. Really curious of the overlap of furries and Animorphs fans. Thank you for that. I mean, anytime. I feel like there's got to be a think piece somewhere. Did mm-hmm. y'all ever watch Zoopily Zoo? I did on like the two weekends a year that we got HBO. I don't. I don't really know. I don't remember. I don't know. Zubilis. It seems like there was a cartoon that that offshot. That was an offshoot out of Zubilis. I must be, making be what that I'm up. thinking of. We've officially spent longer on Zubilee Zoo than we have on Animorphs. Holy crap! Yeah, I did I, totally, no, absolutely I'm, watch that. Cutting the first half of this, and it's becoming my Zubilee Zoo fan cast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, looking at the pictures, absolutely. Somebody do an Animorphs intro real quick so that I can have that first half of audio. (laughs) (laughs) So, when we found out that Tim did not know Animorphs, and yet, as a sci-fi lover, we decided to force him to read all... Have we decided it's 70 books? I feel like every time I forget this number. Crap, I own 60 of them now, so I hope it's only 70. Uh... (laughs) Well, I'll just keep on Googling stuff while we talk. <laughs> so for anybody who's listening that doesn't know, which means you're one of our friends that we didn't rope into reading Animorphs at some point How in our lives. How did they pull that off? <laughs> uh, Animorphs was a middle grade slash YA series ran back in the 90s. I think it started in 96 and was released monthly until... The series ended in, I believe, 2001. Alex is Googling to confirm everything that I've said, I'm sure. Uh, (laughs) Uh, 96 to 2001, you nailed it. Fuck yes. Um, 54 main series books, 10 companions. Okay, so only 64. You're good, Tim. You're four. Uh, Yeah, I'm almost there. (laughs) Um, There's no way there's only four companions, by the way. 
There are four Megamorphs, the Andalite Chronicles, the Horkbajer Chronicles, Visser, the Illimus Chronicles, and two Alternamorphs. You count the Megamorphs as one? No, there are four. There are four. Oh. All right, I heard that wrong. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, the series was written by Kay Applegates, who everybody should follow on Twitter because she's awesome and still writes a ton of middle grade series. I believe two of them were out this year um, and was co-written by her husband, Michael Grant, who is also a YA author who writes terrifying books that remind me of like YA Stephen King novels. So that's fun. Um I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just giving background. <laughs> it's good. It's good background. Conclusion. I like it. <laughs> well, uh, wasn't Michael Grant the doctor in Jurassic Park? No, Malcolm. Oh. Ian. No, 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 no. The other, not the doctor. The uh, Sam Neill. Wasn't that his name? Michael Grant? I don't know. All I can think of is they called him Grant and the kid called him the dinosaur man or dino man. Alan Grant. We... Alan Thank Grant. You. Okay. Thank you. I'm just going to leave Google open. I don't know why I keep closing it. Yeah, you're a much faster Googler than me. Uh, It's those two monitors. Yeah. Evil. So we have successfully avoided spoiling as much as possible, although some minor things have slipped out for Tim. But he's going into each book blind. Yeah, I have not read ahead. I have only read the first book. In fact, we expressly forbade you from reading ahead when you asked us to. Yes. I'm seriously kind of jealous though because these were these were a fucking jam when I was a kid. I was moving around a lot and just like having these be the constant thing was great. Same. I remember getting heartbroken when I found out all my elementary school friends had moved on to Harry Potter and refused to read Harry Potter for a long time Aww. because nothing beat Animorphs and nothing was going to. They're two completely different flavors and I enjoyed them both in parallel. <laughs> Look, I loved them both and geeked out way too much about both. I'm not denying this. Yeah. I never read Harry Potter. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Holy Tim's shit. Tim's already oh. roped into another podcast where he's going to read Harry Potter, so don't worry. Okay. Nice. Good. But it might now turn into, like, a seven-person podcast <laughs> where we just all <laughs> read Harry Potter with Tim. I love it. So, hey, Tim. Hey. Uh, why don't you summarize the first Animorphs <laughs> book okay. for us? All right. So there's these five kids, and they're doing nefarious stuff, walking home <laughs> from the mall, playing in some, like, ruins or something. I don't know how that works. It's I don't a know construction site. Same thing, ruins. Like the literal of opposite of ruins. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, they're up to their nefarious stuff, right? Uh, and then they see a spaceship, like you do. The spaceship comes down, and it's got a dying blue reindeer on it. Blue reindeer says, here, you guys can turn into animals. And they're all like, whoa. And then some really great, great quotes that we'll talk about later come out of that. Um, then the bad aliens come down, and they're trying to kill the blue reindeer. So the kids are hiding. Um, the aliens, they realize that there are kids there. They don't know which kids. So then they spend the rest of the book trying to find the kids, and the kids try to figure out what to do. Turns out these aliens have been taken over by mind control slugs. Uh, called Yerks. Not Yerks. I pronounced that wrong. All right. Yerks. Um, and then they take over. Well, I, I guess I can call spoilers. It's only a forever year old book. They take over the brother. 
uh, and some other people in the school. So then there's a big fight at the school. They realize that there's a cave underground where all the yurks are like playing in there, like yurk spa. It's like a yurk day spa uh, where they come out of bodies and they like chill out and then like the hot springs for a little while. And then they go back into the bodies and go back and pillage like they do. Not really pillage. They just hang out and be yurks. Uh, so and then, I am uh, curious. Oh, uh, oh, is there more to this story? Oh, yeah, no, no, we're not done. We're not done. Okay. Um, and then uh, they become animals in the Yerk Day Spa, <laughs> and they fight off the Yerks. Uh, and then it all ends sort of the same way it started. Like, the brother goes back, so it has, like, that 90s cartoon feel where it's, like, everything sort of resets, and, like, here we go. We're going to load up for round two. It's like a, a an episode of G.I. Joe. There and what go. very important lesson did they learn by the end of it, Tim? Oh, that you cannot stay in animal form for more than two hours. And I'm looking at you, Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> I was really just joking because of that G.I. Joe thing, but I guess that's oh, a really yeah. good point. Yeah, yeah, knowing is half the battle. Don't stay in your animal form more than two hours. Or else you stick. Sergeant Slaughter came in and told them all that. And then he pointed at Tobias, and Tobias had nothing to say because he's a bird now. I'm sorry, spoilers so... again. There I go again. <laughs> Can you name all five kids? Uh, I can. There is... Without looking. Yeah, no, of course, without <laughs> looking. Um, well, there's Jake, um, who is, like, I guess the main character kid, and he's got a crush on his cousin, which is weird. I'm glad you brought that up, because I was going to. Oh, no, I started keeping tick marks in my note every time he talked about how hot his cousin was. It was sort of unsettling after a while. Actually, I take that back. It was unsettling after one, but then he kept doing it. And Okay, anyway. Then there's Marco, who's his friend, and kind of a douche, but kind of cool. Uh, and then there's He's... Tobias, who is like a little bit weird and also is now a bird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's Rachel, hot cousin. Oh, I, I feel weird saying that out loud. Um, and then there's Cassie. And the only note I made about Cassie is that she's probably the actual hero of the story. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to actually read from the text. <laughs> Uh, in relation to Jake's oh introduction of Rachel, because I need to point out, he does comment on her attractiveness before mentioning that she is his cousin. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We were headed for the exit when I spotted Rachel and Cassie. Rachel's kind of pretty, I guess. I mean, okay, she's very pretty. Although, since she's my cousin, I don't really think about her that way. She has blonde hair and blue eyes and that kind of very clean, wholesome look. <laughs> Gross. So She's you know everything you need to know. Always, uh, wears the right clothes, knows the right clothes to wear and how to look like they just walked out of one of those fashion magazines girls like. She's also very graceful because she, I mean, he just keeps going. Jesus. Going. <laughs> goes on. You know what really excites me about that is that he Whoa. probably had little, little those, Whoa. okay, wrong, wrong choice of words, but uh, he probably had those little, like, you know, those little neon post-it stickers where you could mark pages. Alex might have every passage where he talks about how hot his cousin marked in this book. But yes, I did make tick marks and I got three. And that was after I realized that this is happening so often I should start making tick marks. I do expect when we finish the series, a final count on how many times Jake has commented on how hot his cousin Rachel is. Yeah. Okay. Wait, it's really the only way to do this. Okay. Hold on. That means that he knows that it happens again and it's not limited to this book i'm just you know making an educated guess oh so here's the thing about 
particularly middle grade books, which is why I think these lean towards the middle grade, even though back in the 90s, there wasn't YA, there wasn't middle grade, everything was just children's. But if you tell me they all have hot cousins in them. No, God, no. (laughs) They always have a repetitive beginning. Babysitter's Club's the same way, if you ever read that. Um, How weird would that have been if I'd have read The Babysitter's Club, but I hadn't read Animorphs? I would not be surprised at all. (laughs) Babysitter's Club started in the 80s and was more popular. So, yeah, it would actually not surprise me if you'd read a Babysitter's Club book. Or Sweet Valley High. Sweet Valley High, thank you. I was like, I know there's a third one here. Nope. <laughs> oh, Tim, your face. Yeah, I read none of those. There is a Sweet Valley, I don't think it's high, I think it's middle grade or middle school that absolutely terrified me to my bones. And I looked at the cover when I finally remember the name a couple years ago and was like, yeah, I'm still really good on not trying to read this again. It's about a haunted house. So, this hmm. was a Sweet Valley High book? It was a Sweet Valley something book. If there's more than Sweet Valley High? Oh, yeah. They start as kids mm. and go through college. Yeah. Oh. So there's like Sweet Valley High, Sweet Valley Low, Sweet Valley somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Sweet, Sweet Valley, Valley Ranch is what I was going to go with. the Piedmont region. Jesus. So there's like Sweet Valley University? <laughs> yep. Sweet Valley postdoctoral study. <laughs> I think one of the girls does become a doctor, actually. I was about to so. say, Elizabeth, I think, becomes a doctor. So... Yes. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. So now I'm weirded out to say that Hot Cousin was always my favorite character. Um, (laughs) I'm really kind of wondering if that's going to change, but who was y'all's favorite character growing up? I definitely identified way too much with Bird Boy. Uh Because you're actually a bird? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I am actually an emu in a person suit. Thank you for noticing, finally. You're welcome. You ever had an emu burger? Emu no. burger's tasty. Yes, it's very good. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. But anyway. That emu burger <laughs> used to be Rachel. Yeah, it is a little bit of a wonder that they don't all become vegetarians after this. Yeah, for real. Ooh, this gives us a segue to my other favorite moment of the book. My favorite wait, non-incest wait. moment. Wait, <laughs> Jenna, who was your favorite character? Oh, I was always a Cassie. Man, she had horses and other she animals in her house. This is fair. I don't like horses. I was horses, all about that life. So this is fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was good stuff. I always dug that. I also Tim? wanted to be a vet. So there was that. Oh, that works. Based on one book, Tim, who's your favorite character? Oh, Tobias is the most relatable. <laughs> Without a doubt. I will say this, picking an actual favorite by the end of the series probably would have been uh, the team member who Tim has not met yet, whom I don't wish to spoil. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a Green Ranger? There's a Green Ranger. There is a Green Ranger. And then there's another Ranger. (laughs) And then, yeah. Yeah. You're in for a real, I, I think, you're in for a treat, and you're not going to expect where this series ends up going. Nope. At least not for the first 20-something books. All right. I mean, it's it's not a bad read. It's not a bad book. I mean, it's obviously not 
I well, you didn't quit on us before we even started. Yeah, so no, good. no, no. It's I don't want to make it sound like I mean it's obviously not for someone in my age group, and that's 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 fair. But it's not it's not bad. You know what I'm saying? It's not like. But I am kind of like. You know, it is a very quick read, so I'm sitting there, and that's me saying that. So, but uh, I I got done with it, and I'm like, okay, let me just pick up book number. Oh wait, I can't. <laughs> so that's been a little. I, I'm I'm ready to guess i'll probably start reading book two as soon as we're done recording here nice so we were talking about vegetarians just to give you your segue back yes uh the casual incest notwithstanding the other thing i had forgotten about is i never want to hear that phrase again hold on no 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 (laughs) Mm -mm. you say you do Mm -mm. want to hear it again no i never never (laughs) never 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 well how are we supposed to talk about riverdale Oh, that's not very casual. No, not at all. Everybody in that town is related. Gross. Yikes. So gross. Anyways. The uh, marked body horror is what I was going to get to. There's a good deal more like existential body horror in this than I remember. And my favorite moment in this, in this, uh, chapter this this volume this issue whatever you want to call it (laughs) uh is the moment when jake while being a lizard (laughs) uh and letting those lizard brains take over eats a spider and describes at some length the feeling of it moving in his mouth and continuing to move as it goes down his throat and into his stomach you should not have eaten dinner and most importantly (laughs) The scene later back at home when his mother chides him for not eating his broccoli and he thinks, you know what? It can't be worse than a spider. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Ugh, it's he's just... close because it is broccoli, but he's not Aww. wrong. Broccoli's yummy. With bacon and lemon zest. Broiled. Acceptable. Yes. But that's not how they were cooking it back in the 90s. No, it was probably out of the freezer with that gross, gross cheese sauce stuff. Exactly. Most likely. So, what I liked realizing picking this series up again is that for a 90s series, this book is really diverse racially. Yeah. Um, And not even just like, because there are aliens. Because... There are plenty of other books that would have been like, hey, they're aliens. Look at this diversity as we have all white kids. But really, it's not. Right. Um, <clears throat> we find out that uh, Marco is Hispanic. Um, Cassia is black. There is more there, but it's not figured out until much later. But there is more diversity in there. Other mm-hmm. than like one of them being a bird. But... <laughs> you know like you do okay so i really didn't think and i don't know i don't have any frame of reference for this but because of the sort of like lack of consequences in the rest of the story like and mostly with the brother like everything sort of gets returned to how it was like i i just assumed the brother was gonna die uh and then he didn't so i'm like okay so that's how this is gonna go i kind of felt like you'd get about 10 pages into the next book and tobias wouldn't be a bird anymore I think it's interesting that you look at that as a lack of consequences 
Whereas I definitely read it way more as a setting of stakes. They show that the invasion is already pretty underway to the point where it's not as simple as, let's just crash the party, grab Tom, and drag him out. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I could see that. It's just, it, it seemed sort of like, like, that's just the way it felt when we got done, was that, okay, so this is how these adventures are going to go. It's going to be, like, some sort of peril. But then by the time we get back done, you know, you could pick these up and not read them in order. And I hope I'm wrong about that. You're definitely wrong about that. You're mm-hmm. wrong about that, yeah. That's good. But I think, it, it, remember, there are 54 in the main series. And if you start with, and this is the 90s, if you start with killing a brother, you're going to lose a lot of kids. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, I was reading other dark shit, but I still think if, like, book one, they've been like, and they killed my brother, I would have been like, yeah, you know what? I don't know if I can handle this. Yeah. Let me go pick up some Christopher Pike. <laughs> um, so the invasion is underway. And I kind of love how they're pulling off this invasion. Yeah. Which like, creepy as fuck. Uh, so they're set up. They, it's essentially, I keep wanting to call it a cult, but it's not. Like it's a, They have a cult. There is a cult. It kind of is a cult. Oh, it's totally a cult. It is a cult, but... You can't just have, like, brain slugs in you and say that's like, oh, okay, it's not a cult now because you have a brain slug in you. There is a youth group cult (laughs) that is part of their outreach. Yes. I guess my point was, like, this seems like a church group almost or something like that, which, yes, I guess could be a cult as well. (laughs) It's called the sharing. How much creepier could it be? (laughs) I'm aware in my 2018 mind where I'm just like, if any group's called The Sharing, I'm running the fuck away. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Shining would be a less creepy name. <laughs> Perhaps. At least then you know what you're getting. Not a brain slug. <laughs> Johnny, maybe, but not a brain slug. <laughs> it could be both. Telepathy. Was Johnny controlled by a yerk? No. Are I'm you saying sure? it's not as definitive. That's all I'm saying. I literally just read this book like a month ago. Animorphs? I read it like not that no, long ago. No, The Shining. Maybe it's one of the differences between the book and the movie. That yeah. would be true. Okay. <laughs> Fair point. I will give you that. I have not watched the movie oh my in God. many years. Kubrick thought it would have just it, it would have ruined the movie to actually show the Yerk. He wanted to leave it up to the audience imagination. It's a shame Kubrick's not around to do the uh, animor- to do an Animorphs movie adaptation. Would be fantastic. We need David Lynch. David Lynch could do it. Do it as a TV show and get Roberto Aguirre Sacasa to do it. Make it just like Riverdale. I mean, it didn't work out so good the last time they tried to do it as a TV show. That was Which, Nickelodeon. Way, I, ready. I haven't watched it yet, but that's going to happen as well. Oh, oh yeah. don't worry. We're going to watch it. I figure I oh, should yeah. get a little ways into the book series so that the TV show doesn't spoil anything for we'll me. We'll tell you when it's time. Yeah. Okay. We'll do uh, We'll do something. I'm just going to say that I still, to this day, love Sean Ashmore. Oh, yeah. Such a crush. Like, number one first TV star crush that I can remember. Him and his brother both. And mm-hmm. his brother, yes. It helps that they look just alike. Yes. Both are married, too. It's a little unfortunate, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) 
Hashem. I want to hear you pronounce these. Yes, I've been looking names. forward to this. Yes. So you kept calling it a reindeer, but yeah. what is it actually? An andalite. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got that. I was waiting for you to tell me that it was something crazy. Yeah, that's, that's right. An andalite. And yeah. Who's, <laughs> who's the bad guy in this? Uh, do Visser three. Okay. And what's the alien with all the spikes? Is that the Hork Bayer? Hork, Hork Bajer? I feel like Alex and I disagree on how this is pronounced. I've always said Hork Bajer. Me too. Hork Bajer is what we're going to go with, huh? No, that's actually pretty close to how I say it too, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And what about the other aliens? Taxon? Yeah. Okay. The oil company? Uh, hold on. Uh, the, yeah, that's that's what I thought too. The tax, the tax on, Valdez. on Valdez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that got me was the Blue Reindeer's name, the Andalite. Because uh, <laughs> I, I was like, okay. I mean, I want to hear this entire name. Come okay, on. okay, I'm gonna go for it. Uh, it was Prince Elfangor Cyrenial Shamtol. Oh, you did I at mean, least I, as well was... as Siri would. <laughs> <laughs> but the big one, they, they, I guess, Elfangor? Yeah. Okay. Elfangor? Uh, I hardly know her. <laughs> God. That, that joke just works anywhere. It does. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say it's your cousin, but I'm not going down that line. <laughs> what? I hate you guys for making this line in my head. Oh, I, okay. So I'm re- I'm reading through my I I took notes while I read this. Um there were some really great quotes in this <laughs> that I just I had to stop and write down. Um uh, one was Jake when he he got his animal power or his 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 morphing power uh is something <laughs> like a shock only pleasurable ran through me. Yes. All I could think yes. about how Oh my god. I'm glad you wrote that down because my first thought was they orgasm when they morph. Yeah. <laughs> like, orgasm. I didn't remember this happening, but oh, oh okay. And then So l- now they're furries with shock kinks. Okay. Yeah. And l- later. they can only they can only uh wear zintais when they morph. Oh yeah, no, they talked about that. You have to wear tight clothes. Yeah. Yep. When you morph or else you're naked. Um uh, also, there was a lot of nude kid in this. Yes, <laughs> yes, there um, is. But, uh, There's a lot of nude dude. Later, he he also used the sentence. I don't remember the exact context, but I, I wrote it down. It says, "A tingle that almost made me laugh," and I was like, that... it "Still sounds like an orgasm." Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about for a moment how comfortable all the dudes in this book are with just being completely naked in front of each other? Yeah, around yeah, around each other, but not around the girls. And the girls are like, "Dude, seriously, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about your nuts. Just do it." <laughs> we have more important things to worry about right now. We have to save the world. Get naked, chump. <laughs> Get naked and orgasm, please. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, this book got a lot weirder than I remember, and it's about yeah. kids who turn into animals. No, they're they're I'm also regretting this. There's a homeless guy that that's killed by uh, Visser Three, or, yeah, not Visser Three, yeah. but by 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 Visser Three's people, and it's like 100 percent Jake's fault. 
Yeah, totally. And he's oh, like, yeah. totally I never saw fault. the guy again. I hope he got away. Yeah, no, he's dead. You did it. And he had just no, like, real concern for, like, his basic murder. Yeah, no remorse at all. Yeah. Wow. Little psycho. <laughs> all right. Uh, what else did I get from this? My heart hurts so much. <laughs> <laughs> did you think this was going to go some other way? <laughs> no, I wasn't sure if you were talking to Tim about the book or me about the podcast. You about so the podcast. Yeah, I figured. No, no, I don't know what I expected. I had <laughs> no preconceived notions about what this book was, other than the fact that I thought it was a cartoon. As soon as y'all told me it was a book and not a cartoon, everything went out. So I had no idea what I was expecting, except for maybe the fact that kids turn into animals. Based on the cover. I mean, that's really all you need to know going yeah. into it. Also, um, when they stole the golf cart at the zoo. That yeah. was hilarious. That's my favorite part. That was good. I also enjoy the moment where Jake decides, you know what? So they set up that when you absorb an animal's DNA by touching it. That uh, sounds creepy when you say it, too, by the way. <laughs> it gets very calm. It yes. yeah, it does. Yes. Yes, yes it does. <laughs> um... How did you make it creepier? Uh, it's just a talent I've got. I can't. Uh, I can't. I appreciated the moment when Jake and Marco find themselves in a tiger enclosure. And Jake's like, no, nah, here I got this. I'll just touch the tiger. And... Okay, but first, he fucking sits down on it by accident. <laughs> yes. Touch Come on. But at no point does it occur to them that there might be more than one tiger in here. Right. <laughs> Most zoos it's only like, keep one tiger per enclosure, right? Who pays attention at the zoo? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of animals this book. We've got a cat, a golden retriever, a lizard, a Siberian tiger, because apparently that's really important. Uh, well, that way the tiger's white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they want that diversity. <laughs> Uh, no, because we have an African elephant and a silverback gorilla. And a dog and a red-tailed hawk. I did say golden retriever. Oh, Thank you, you very much. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I missed the horse and the red-tailed hawk, yeah. The horse is also a great moment. Cassie starts to morph as a police car drives up, and they actually have <laughs> oh, to debate, God. do I go back to horse or to human? As she hides behind the other four kids. <laughs> now, I'm sorry, but what horse has she morphed into that you can hide behind four school children? It might have been a Shetland pony. You don't know. It was I mean, you do know, but... Pony. If they're going to specify Siberian tiger, they would specify Shetland pony or on the other end, Clydesdale. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm trying to remember if they ever do say what kind of horse it is, and I don't think they do. But if we ever see one on a cover, maybe someone can figure it's out. Brown. One it is. Mm. It's, 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 it's brown. It's probably just a quarter horse. Brown. It is a brown horse. It's <laughs> just a brown horse. Uh, but probably a quarter horse. Here. Animorphs. Horse so, cover. God. I left out the S. That says whore cover. Whoops. Nope, 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 nope. nope. He has Don't to share what that. he got with that. Nope. It is nope. a brown horse with a white star on its forehead and white socks. I'm sure that means something, though. Like, it's this kind of horse. Brown. <laughs> I mean, it's even like a green anole lizard or anole. I have no idea how that's actually pronounced. 
A-N-O-L-E. So yeah, the fact that we don't get what kind of horse it is is a little disappointing. Or what kind of cat? Is it just a tabby? I think I think they described it as having tabby stripes, yeah. Okay. So yeah, this horse, apparently K.A. Applegate just doesn't like horses. Maybe it's a horse of a different color. I think the best thing reading this and realizing or remembering that the vice principal first of all the vice principal is almost always a villain in things mm-hmm. because i've been re-watching sabrina and their vice principal is one of the more important controllers to be fair that's just reality all vice principals are inherently evil i don't remember that's, any of that's my not vice nice principals. i don't either i had one cool vice principal the others were basically evil they were, mean, all, to... they were all coaches at my high school who they needed to get out of the classrooms because they were shitty teachers. So they made so them all I... vice principals. I went to a school where a principal got arrested for embezzlement, so you know. Hey, yeah, our oh, principal Jesus. was chased out in the middle of her second year and replaced by an interim principal for probably the same thing. Super fun. Gotta love Georgia. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> Tim, what else is in your notes? Okay. Uh, it is a tabby cat, by the way. I just found it. Okay. All right. So they get their their powers. Jake kills a guy. Or at least he lets it happen. Um, if he'd gone back, he would have gotten killed. Yeah, still. You know, they both at least would have died. Show a little bit of remorse for the fact that this guy was... He's just a homeless dude hanging out in a ruin. <sighs> Or a construction site, depending on how you look at it. I think he, he, like, says a silent, like, please let him have gotten away. That's a whole lot of effort. <laughs> Thanks, Jake, for your thoughts and prayers about the guy you just killed. <laughs> um, All right, fair. So, they go, they they get invited to a, a meeting of the sharing a little while later. This is after going back and forth and sort of, like, playing around with their animal changing powers. Uh, Jake becomes a dog to go kind of see what's going on with the sharing. The sharing is this cult that he's been invited to by his brother. Uh, and then it turns out they realize that Tom is a is under the control of one of these Yerks. Who Yerks, I guess, are trying to take over the universe. Or at least the planet in the interim. But, They're parasites. Yeah. Um go through a couple more things end up they end up at the school a little bit later on and they realize or they go there because that's where they're going to attack the vice principal once they realize that the vice principal was the guy who actually killed the dude because he he remembers his voice um they follow tom and the vice principal to the school they realize that there's one of these york day spas um underneath the school where they have to go and recharge by getting... Hold on, I wrote that one down too. Candrona, I think, is the little particles that they need, the Yerks need, so they got to come out of their bodies and get that. They're rays, they're not particles. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that. Um, <laughs> it's the wave particle ray of Candronas. Okay. <laughs> I think, uh... I think this is when he's the lizard... He's going down around doing some recon about the 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 uh, assistant principal, and then later they come back, and that's when they go down to the York Day spot. They, he realizes that the York Day spot is underneath the school as a lizard, and that's when he eats the spider. Gross. 
Um, they go down there. Uh, I, well, I guess after that they go to the zoo. And they get some animal DNA to, in order to fight when they go to the school for the last time. Um, note that Tobias, when they go to the school, is already in his hog form. This becomes important later. Um, <laughs> they go down there. Had to, spoiled. <laughs> they've already had to chide Tobias several times about his uh, yes. desire to just be a bird. Yes. Um, I mean, but like his childhood is awful. Oh no, his life sucks. He should just be a bird. But <laughs> I mean, he has passed from one uncle to another aunt because does it say that his parents died or just like? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, he does not live with his parents for for some yeah. reason. I think he's it back was and forth between aunts and uncles who don't want him. Yeah. Right. Um. They go down there and they break up the the day spa party. Um, they turn into animals and cause some sort of chaos. But then, uh oh, turns out Visser Three is there. Um, who was it? Was it Cassie that they had, or was it Rachel? It was Cassie. It was Cassie that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, they go down there. Visser Three is there. Visser Three turns into this eight-legged, eight-armed, three-finger claws, eight heads thing that shoots fireballs. Um, they battle it looks like they're gonna lose tom ends up charging viscer three this is the part where i just thought yeah okay tom's dead like we're gonna the the book is gonna be about dealing with life with no tom uh but then tom gets reset to having a yerk in his head after all this um but they make it out uh the controllers are not really what i would call defeated so that's that's what gave it that whole 90s cartoon okay so we didn't beat the bad guy Tom didn't die. Tom didn't get unyerked. Uh, here we go. We're just going to end up resetting and and going back, which y'all are telling me isn't true. So, and Tobias, they saved one person. They saved one person. Yes. And there is one thing that comes out of their attack that is very relevant. Now, Visser Three and the other Yerks think there's a band of Andalites hanging. Oh, out. that's true. True. Not yeah. Kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they, they did have, not see yeah. them in their human form and, and cannot identify them in their human form. Right. Which is why the book opens the way that it does. Um, uh, then after that, they go home, go to sleep. Tobias comes over. Tobias comes over as a bird. Because Tobias no longer has any cho- cho- choice about whether or not he's a bird, he just is a bird now. Because he stayed for more than two hours. Which I guess I should have mentioned earlier that um, I actually wrote in my notes while i was reading the book uh let me see if i can let me see if i can find it here oh yeah uh i just wrote down two hour limit in animal form or else you turn into a gremlin (laughs) (laughs) but i guess you just stay in animal form is the actual end result so tobias is a bird now they do a great job of info dump in this book by having the dying prince info dump as he's dying to be like, you guys are now the resistance because any Andalite is nowhere near. It's going to take years before they even come close. So here's all the knowledge that I can pass on to you. And now I'm dead. Bye. I also referred to him as Abinser <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> oh, Tim. Yeah. Oh, oh, Tim. Very similar. So I love how... There's like a continued thing in this book where Earth time is is universe basic. 
what like what they're not from here how do they know what two hours is <laughs> i think he That's says kind of two point. of your earth hours and they're psychic like surely the psychic the idea translates right sure sure yeah what 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 planet are the andalites from do they say i don't know if they say i don't think they say this one uh, i didn't write no. it down but that doesn't Don't worry, you'll like, learn everything you can about animals. Oh, in yes, you will. Is a day 24 hours on whatever planet it is that they come from? No, I, I'm fairly certain he says, of your hours. Also, this assumes that this is his first time on Earth or around Earth or anything like right. that. There's nothing in this book that says this is his first time here. Well, that means right. that he gave animorph powers to somebody else. No. Um, no, I mean, he could have been scoping out the planet. He could have... Like there was an entire Who dome knows? ship hanging out in the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, they yeah. could have sent Andalites ahead to try to fight the Yerks before they started. I mean, we got a lot of backstory to come. What I mm-hmm. think is much, much more interesting is that he has a family portrait in his ship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he just hopped on down to Andalite Olin Mills. <laughs> okay. And I'm assuming this is for... As Tim puts it, blue reindeer, <laughs> which is more or less accurate aside from, you know, the, the uh, Voldemort mouth slits and the extra set of eyes on their stalks. Uh, and the oh, yeah, we tail. haven't, like, really described no. this dude other than blue reindeer. But I'm picturing four blue reindeer in front of an 80s laser background. Oh, oh yes. Awesome. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. With like the with the spectral images of all of them like looking off to the side too. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And they're all wearing like really chunky sweaters. Yes. <laughs> Their version cool. of Christmas ones. Yeah. So they do. Nice. Yeah. So they the Andalites have four eyes, two that point front and two on the top of their head that move around that aren't antlers. <laughs> they're like they're okay. like giraffe antlers. It's, yeah, it's not a far reach. Fight. The first time you see one of them on a cover, though. Yeah, they're like yeah. Durant, I, Durant, giraffe horns. That I will agree with. Yeah, and a scorpion tail, which is fucking terrifying. A big ass horseman yes. with a scorpion tail. No, 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 no. I'm not sticking like, around, no matter how cool he is. What I like is that they take that tail. They're like, what is the best thing about being a Nandalite? The tail. Let's put them on all of our ships. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they also have too many fingers. On both hands. Mm-hmm. You say too many, but all that animal touching and cousin loving they do. I'm just saying that's, I think, how it's described. I don't know. Maybe we just have too few. <laughs> I bet that's what an Andalite no. would say. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so they would have, like, daily tasks and daily tools that require that many fingers. And they would look at us and they would wonder how we accomplished these tasks during the course of the they fucking shave? can travel through space. <laughs> they don't have to look at our hands to wonder how idiotic we are. <laughs> can you imagine if Andalites landed today? Oh, they God. Would, They'd be I like, you're doomed. The would be like, you know what? We're good. The Yurks <laughs> yeah. are an improvement. Have fun. <laughs> it's also worth mentioning that Visor 3... Is a Yerk in an Andalite body? That's true. Only one of his kind. Yes. Yeah. Which makes him. The Which third... is why, yeah, he could turn into the eight-legged, eight-armed right. monster thing that I forget what it's called. 
It doesn't have a name. Oh, that's why I forget and what it's called. It's a flying the purple one, people eater. And it's the a one, giant scary spidery walking stick thing. When he eats the prince, that one had a name. The one underground doesn't have a name. Um, but yes, that's what makes him the third most important visitor. Now I'm trying to remember if we ever find out anything about the first two. Uh, we definitely find out about Visser 1. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't going to spoil that, guys. <sighs> oh, no. We, I don't remember. Because my original question two, was... I, I know, that was my original question was, did we find anything out about 2? But then I was like, Tim doesn't know any of this. I know. I would well, be well, I mean, very, very concerned if we, if like the biggest villain in this book was the assistant to the assistant to yeah. the assistant <laughs> Please meet, please meet our nemesis. The deputy deputy secretary of the. Are you right? Right. Only two people die, and then I'm in charge. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Isn't that how that works? Yeah, but it's. It's the secretary of state. Is that who becomes president? Uh, originally, yes. Now it's speaker of the house. That's it, speaker of the house. The only other thing that I made a note of is that this book is the only one that I can remember with like real inconsistencies. Um, which is that Jake is able to thought speak at Tobias while in human form. Is that not a thing you can do? No. This is literally the only book that happens. And I think in the reprint in the 2011, they removed it as well. Yes, they did. Uh, Oh, dang. Just a quick yes or no. Yes, we do eventually meet Mr. Two. Oh, sweet. Thank you. I don't fucking remember who it was. Stop okay. listening, Tim. Stop. No, no, I don't hear anything. These words are meaningless to me. Can we talk about the little flip motion guy in the yes. corner of the book? And that really, really the best part of the book? strange, awkward position that he's in on page number one. <laughs> Why does it look like he's just been caught like breaking into, I don't know. The Something. school to yeah. spy on his teacher? Well, no, he's Is that actually, the position that he said? He's actually uh, perched over a DJ setup with a pair of turntables. Oh, now, now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Now it makes sense. You don't Somebody learn until me. later, but Jake is a sick uh, DJ. It does look like he's miming sitting at a table. Maybe like he's going to get a, <laughs> he's doing a some line okay. here. That was huh. more awkward than I remembered it being. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> He turns into a T-Rex somewhere in between boy <laughs> and lizard. Haven't we proven that T-Rexes had feathers by this point? Okay, he turns into a featherless, a hairless T-Rex. I, I don't think we had. I definitely don't think it was widely accepted. If we oh, had. no, I, I didn't mean in the 90s. I mean oh. today. Oh, I was about to say that was oh. like yesterday. still not that widely accepted. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, the Jurassic Park Pokemon game doesn't have feathers. Yeah. That said that the Earth is round is not as widely accepted as one would hope in this oh. 2018. So. Oh. As it turns out, me and Megan are starting the Square Earth Society. Yes. Actually, no, there's already been one. We are joining. Oh, oh okay, okay. Society. We're joining the Square Earth Society. Um, Bizarro Earth is, in fact, a cube. The Earth that well, Bizarro is from is a cube. There you go. You oh. can't tell me. So that... is the Earth that I'm from, Alex. I know. And don't try and sway my opinion. Have you no, seen the, the latest the, about the giant ice ball? Yeah, I was about to say the one that, uh, was that yesterday? Yeah, it was, it was yesterday. Like, Earth 
is this little circle that sits on a giant ice ball. Yeah. It's like, you guys are reaching. Someone is taking you want to build a snowman a little too far. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, it, that, that's my favorite thing to do, actually, is to get text messages about flat earthers from, from Megan. And then to ironically agree with all of them. To be fair, you started this by telling me that you believed you were going to become a flat earther. That's true. So. I had to set the groundwork for all my future enjoyment. <laughs> there so. are some days that I truly wonder where I'm like... She sent me the ice ball one and I was like, oh, that tracks. Seems absolutely appropriate to me. I was like, they finally found a way to explain the giant ice wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. We're at the top of an ice ball. So Marco gets to be a gorilla, and they appropriately give the gorilla a proper name, as zoos are wont to do. And I did appreciate that detail. I don't Marco Wait, becomes really Big Jim. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Made me miss Willie B so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to talk about Marco, because, like, these kids end up in a construction site, and aliens like, hey, your planet's infested, and um, good luck, you're now in charge. A ruin, you and, mean? Huh? It was a ruin. No, it was a construction site. <laughs> it's a the construction ru- ruins, a okay? Bizarro ruin. ruins. Let's just call them bizarro ruins. Bizarro ruins. Um, I like the dynamic of... <clears throat> one, Jake's immediately like, and you're in charge. But not everybody's really on board with fighting and doing this. Um... And then out of, like, the background of these these kids, you know, Marco has lost his mom recently in the books, and his dad is a mess, and he doesn't want to do this to his dad. So, like, Marco's kind of great for continuing to fight, even though he is very much against this and not for moral reasons, like Cassie. Right. <clears throat> I don't know. I just, I love the dynamic of, like, everybody has their own stance and nobody's they don't overlap. Yeah. Yeah. Like. No, that's fair. <clears throat> Tobias is in because what else is he going to do? Rachel's right, he has in. no reason not to. Right. Also, Rachel's in because she might be a psychopath. <laughs> um, and she's hot. And she's very hot. She's a hot psychopath. Like a Super gymnast. Hot cousin. And a fashion Christian model. Bill. She's not like a gymnast. She <laughs> is a gymnast. Come on now. I think he's speaking from the perspective of Jake. I was, thank you. I don't want you to speak from the perspective of Jake. Mm -mm. That's already creeped us Mm -mm. out of this tonight. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, Um, it's how the book opens. Don't blame me. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Jake, and I think my cousin's hot. (laughs) Jake's very much, like, along for the show basically like he doesn't really have a stance other than yeah i guess i'll help save until we find out that his brother uh is one of them and then he's you know very all in but still kind of also hesitant but i think that's more like oh i'm the leader shit (laughs) yeah i want to help but also can somebody else take charge because fuck that noise tim how old do you think these kids are oh uh 12 or 13 okay that's kind of where i landed with that like maybe maybe within a couple years older but definitely not much younger than that i don't think 
I mean, I'm just going to ask you every so often because... Uh, to, to see if they still read the same way? No, mostly because you don't ever... Or you don't... The opening of the book is, you don't know my last name, you don't know my age, and you don't know where I'm located. So, I don't know. Me growing up was like, where are you located? <laughs> to join. <laughs> so... I mean, we kind of do know their ages, though, because just because Jake's brother's in high school and, and Jake he's isn't. he's junior high. Yeah. yeah. But junior high could be, um, the you know, junior high has no, like, set age, so. And yeah. it's always at least a couple years. Old. Yeah. I always assumed somewhere in the Midwest, though, just because I had never seen an Orange Julius when I read this. Spoilers, well, There was Tim. one in the mall. Yeah, there was one in the mall near us. Yeah, well, I lived in Dalton, and we always went up to the oh. Chattanooga oh, Mall. Oh, yeah. poor baby. Oh. There were all these brands like Orange Julius and Cinnabon that were just alien to me. So I assumed <laughs> the Midwest. I always assumed Florida. Local Florida alien gives teen morphing powers. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, no, that, that really lands... I'm surprised I haven't read that headline yet. You have. It's called the National Enquirer. I used to buy copies of the National Enquirer every time Bat Boy was in it. Like, every time Bat Boy was on the cover. Why? I don't know. I just had this weird, like, desire to follow Bat Boy and his adventures. This is a tangent, but I feel like it's appropriate since we've already mentioned furries. Um... I once designed lights for a production of Bat Boy the Musical that was written up in the National Furry Magazine. Nice. Was it based on Bat Boy from the National Enquirer? Yes. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm glad that's the thing you're jealous of and not the being featured in the National Furry Magazine. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. No shade to furries, but this gets weird if suddenly you're like, you know, this Animorphs book is speaking to me. In the future, I will only be podcasting as my fursona. <laughs> I expect that somewhere around book number 26. <laughs> Tim just shows up dressed as a wombat. Um, It better be a wombat. That's the animal we think speaks to Tim. I would have gone with sloth, personally. <laughs> but sloths don't have square poop. <laughs> it just sounds painful. Like, it do just wombat, sounds painful. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to unpack this a little bit. There's do, a level of, like... Do we need to unpack do square poop? Wombats, okay. Do wombats really have square poop? Yes. yes. What? Yes. How, would, how have I never known that fact? That seems like something I should have definitely known. <laughs> It is cube-shaped, so it doesn't roll off the logs of and rocks where it's placed. Is it cube-shaped? Because shaped that's so important. Okay, is it cube-shaped, or do they shape it into a cube? It is cube-shaped. <laughs> it's not a monkey. What makes wombat poop? I just googled wombat poop. Oh, nice. my work here is done. One of us. One <laughs> of us. I am on a watch list somewhere. <laughs> Oh, they make they make tiny plush wombat poop. <gasps> Do they really? Yeah. They make tiny oh, plush no. human poop. Yeah, but <laughs> wombat poop That's is also true. cooler. Plush wombat poop. <laughs> this is valuable information. This is very... If you learn anything this episode, 
dear listener. It's that wombat has square poop. Yes. It comes with a little plush wombat. Right? <laughs> They're so happy to be square. <laughs> they are. It's hip They're... to be square. This is what the Huey Lewis song is about. Oh, man, I now get it. Uh, we've been saying it wrong. This is a wombat, and its poop is cubic. I said cubic. I did. I mean, I said square. Well, I was picturing cubes, but yes, you are yeah. correct. It's not two-dimensional poop. No. How weird would that be? <laughs> that would so be wombats weird. only poop in two dimensions. <laughs> they poop in paper. <laughs> it's like the Phantom Zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god all i can see is that zod flipping away in the little mirror <laughs> <laughs> but it's poop but it's poop zod poop <laughs> kneel before zod poop <laughs> so if you guys could turn into any of the animals from this book from this number one what would it be being a hawk would be cool to fly i think you gotta you gotta be careful. You don't do it more than two hours. But I I think that being able to fly would be the biggest sort of change, and that would be the one that I would I would take. Jake makes sound, being a golden retriever sound like the most potent anti anxiety meds. He yeah, really does. True. And uh, as I am still true. condo hunting, that. <laughs> See, I was gonna say this something similar, but about the tiger morph, where it's just all the confidence in the world. Yeah. I would just be the gorilla because he's strong. Is that is that an acceptable one? I want to smash things. Marco and Gorilla Morph is probably my favorite thing in this entire series. Just like overarching theme. Yeah. Marco and Gorilla. Gorilla, gorilla Morph. I was supposed to say Gorilla Uniform. It's like, <laughs> nope, nope. Not, not the same at all. When Marco on, puts on the big gym suit. <laughs> <laughs> I have to change my answer. Yeah. I want to turn into the eight-legged, eight-armed fireball-throwing oh. thing. <laughs> Anything that can throw fireballs, I want to do that. And you, you said Tobias the... is the most relatable? Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe Visser 3 is a little more relatable for me. <laughs> what I love about the TV show is that Visser 3 is forever in my mind when he's in Human Morph. Like, a really geeky, older bald principal looking dude and this is never going away so in a, did, in a cheap suit is viscer three the assistant principal in the tv no. show no there's they're two different characters yeah it's chapman's the the vice principal okay no viscer three is running the invasion on earth he doesn't have time to sit in a high school and listen <laughs> to kids talk <laughs> Let's be honest, the school would have blown up by now then. Finding the TV show has turned out harder than I thought it was going to be, by the way. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I figured it'd be in used DVD bins everywhere. I don't know if it actually made it onto DVD. It doesn't appear like it did. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't appear like it did. Uh, But I, I feel like it's in some format on Amazon, if not on YouTube. Probably. Probably in one or the other. If not, I probably have the VHS tapes at my mother's somewhere. Nice. No. Nice. Now that seems like the only appropriate way for me to watch it is on VHS. 
With all the original commercials, yes. Yeah. It's either that or laser disc. <laughs> no. If I same. find if I find a laser disc of Animorphs, I'm buying a laser disc player. <laughs> I'm I'm doing that. I'm about to buy a PlayStation just so I can play the Animorphs PlayStation game. I was really excited that you were buying a PlayStation 4, and now it's just hit me that you mean a PlayStation. Oh, yeah. No, a PlayStation. Not a PlayStation. All right. Do we want to see what Tim thinks is coming next? I am all for that. Yes. Okay. Tim, right. you're allowed to look at the cover? Uh, <laughs> if he thinks that the cover will help him, he's more than welcome to. That's, I mean, that's all you're allowed to look at. Am I, uh, am I, just, title. Am I just doing a prediction for book number two or for the whole series? Book number two. Okay, let me Do go look at book number Wait. two. Hang on a second, okay? Let me go walk into my fancy podcast and choose. I, I <laughs> uh, pulled up the book cover to two on Amazon and just learned that Vice Principal Chapman's first name is Hedrick. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. Hedrick. Hedrick Chapman. But it is. I see it in the plot summary as well. I'm going to have to remove this in case he decides to listen to this episode. <laughs> if he starts Oops. reading it tonight, he'll be fine. This is fair. Yeah. Okay, I'll leave it in. It's Tim, another week before welcome. this releases. Yeah. Oh, no. And that's okay. how they invented morphing technology. Nice. Oh, I'm I just so missed... glad oh. that you explained that to me. I totally yeah. forgot. I can't wait to listen to that part in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, all about the inner John. Damn it. <laughs> If Rodimus Prime shows up at any point in this book series. I'm not saying there are not crossovers. I'm also not going to say that there are crossovers. But they really do some interesting shit in this series. Okay. So I've got book More two. interesting than Wombat shit? No. <laughs> I, I was going to start this book as soon as we got done with this podcast. I've got a whole bunch of research to do about Wombat poop before I can get there, though. I will oh. say, in my opinion, I think book two is the weakest in the series. Out of all 70? Um, book two and book three are my least favorite of the entire series. Oh my goodness. But I could be the only person that feels that way. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> okay. I haven't read these so. since they first came out, so I have very, like, sporadic recollection of specific things. Like, I can tell you a lot about Andalite society. Right. But actual events, book to book, just whoosh. Also, Tim, you are yes. not allowed to look at Wikipedia entries because they have nope. are very detailed. I'm looking at yeah. a, mm-hmm. an actual chart that lists out all of the morphs acquired and used by each character in the next issue in the next. Oh book. yeah. No. What do you think I had up when I was reading the morphs? <laughs> well, I thought you were just doing it from memory. No, but I appreciate that. Okay, book two. All right, uh, I'll just be honest. I like after reading the first book, I had assumed uh, '90s cartoon rules, '80s cartoon rules applied. I should say '80s cartoon rules applied, where just like we talked about, you could do it in any order. Um, it would reset, everything would go back. Like if if Tom is not a yerk by the end of the book, he'd become a yerk again. Um, I I just assumed that's how every book was gonna go. We'll see how that opinion changes after this book, because that'll probably shape better what I'll predict for other books. But I can say that I'm going to assume that in this book, Rachel becomes a cat. Because Rachel's cat's on the, the only cover. Cat who knows yeah. where it's at? Um, Ra- Rachel's on the cover. 
Yes. And having Rachel have a face now becomes even more like unsettling to me. Because you're like, oh, no, his cousin is hot. <laughs> Not the word I would use. But it just becomes more real now that she has a face that she Jake thinks she's hot. It was just words on a page before. Now there's a face. Yeah. Stop, Jake. Stop it. Go get help. Now the question is, well, never mind. Oh, uh, was that, a, was that a spoiler question? Kind of. But I'll remember it for next week. I'm writing it down right now. Jenna. What? Did you did I show you my fancy bookmark that somebody <gasps> left in one of the I used to have that bookmark. Yeah, somebody left it in one of the used books that I bought. Nice. Now I have a fancy andalite bookmark. The andalite turns into a cow or a cow turns into an andalite. I'm not sure right now. I'm going to guess it was probably That's the andalite turning into the cow. Yeah. Just typically you read left to right. Wait, know. no, hold on. Show me. Show me again. Oh, show you again? Yeah. Okay. It's ripped, so I'm not going to show you the ripped Whichever bottom. one is in the front. Oh, the Andalite's turning into a cow. The Andalite's turning into a cow. Yeah, whichever okay. one is in the front was generally the direction it went. Oh. I really wanted to I explore gotcha. this space where Tim thought that a cow joined the team. I mean, I'm I'm disappointed really... that you've taken that away from us. <laughs> oh, I, No, I just thought you meant like the physically happening at that moment. I mean... I hope could join the team. I feel like a cow should join the team. I'll tell you that. To that... keep them all from eating burgers. Give Tobias something to perch <laughs> on. It just says eat more chicken all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, oh my god, I the Chick-fil-A hope... cows are really Andalites? They're actually I... Yerks. Oh, shit. Oh, They're no. Yerks. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that the main series, as y'all keep calling it, I, like the, the, the other books, the not main series books, I'm assuming are like prequels. Some of and them. And are about like... Animorph or Andalite stuff. I'm hoping that the Andalites have more interaction in the main story as we go. I'd like to read more about Andalites. If, if they do or not. You know what I want to do with Tim's assertion that he could read this series in any order and it all work just as well? <laughs> just I really want a random number generator what the next book Tim reads is. No. God, I really like that, but we could end up with some major spoilers that like yeah mess up the entire yeah. series for him even I'll though just, we, there I'll, is like a good chunk of the ghost writing part that it's like yeah you can read this in kind of any order I'll, I'll take it on faith that you shouldn't and i'll i'll read them in order i'll just say i just rolled 25 <laughs> okay. i feel like that is Hold actually on. book one of the writing. I'm going to go see if I have book 25. Hang on a second. No, don't. It could be a... No, Stop I'll... it. You know we're recording a podcast I won't read it. Right I'm now, just going to... Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't read it. I'm just going to go look at the cover. No, because the cover could be a spoiler. I am pulling up the cover right now. I like this world. Does it have Tim a person turning into an animal? While he reads the next book. <laughs> or an animal turning into a part. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what's on the cover, but it is one of the ghost-written books. That's all I will say. I like how Jenna just corrected me. I missed it. So, Oh, no, I said something about a uh, person turning into an animal, and she said, or an animal turning into a person. As <laughs> no, if because I'm it went both ways. It... And also, yeah, don't, no, because, yeah, stop. Wait, okay. are I we have... saying animorphs go both ways? <laughs> Some probably does. do. No, I, yeah, percentage-wise, no, at least one of them. Oh, it okay. is confirmed that one of them does, not in the series, but the authors have confirmed. This is actually news to me. 
Nice. Okay, well, so the Marco spoiler I had. <laughs> oh, wait, it's You're Marco? Welcome. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed Marco. After I mean, one it's book. literally not confirmed in the series. It's something that the authors have talked about later. Oh, that's cool. Oh. Yeah. So, Tim, what do you think is going to happen next? Um, Rachel turns into a cat. You're going to be really great with these that predictions, is... aren't you? No, uh, okay, uh... They'll probably have more interaction at school. Um, yeah, no. No, I, you know what? I'll be honest. No, I don't think there's anything of big consequence going to happen in this book. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I get at least one Andalite. I don't like that they changed the the cat from the old books to the new ones, apparently. that That's not cool. Oh, I yeah, was told I, I wasn't allowed to buy the new ones. You're not, because the old ones are better. Yeah. However, I do have a signed number two of the new series, so. Ooh. Yeah. Signed by K.A. Applegate? It is signed by K.A. Applegate. Uh, can we talk about how good the Japanese covers are? Oh. Oh, the, oh yes. Only like five or six of them got printed in Japan in translations, but they are very good. They're like hand-drawn animations. And Jake does look like he's about six years old. Yeah. Yeah, I think they all kind of do, right? Uh, Marco definitely does. Rachel doesn't. Rachel looks a little not. more age appropriate. Oh, wow. They are really good. I gotta say, though, as as like kind of terrifying as the American ones are, the Japanese ones are literal nightmare fuel. Isn't that? Are you of... looking at the hand-drawn Japanese ones? Yeah, it's that middle phase, really. Uh, well, it's always the middle phase. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Can we talk about how awesome it is that they got released in Japan? Yeah. How were they not gonna get released in Japan? Not everything gets an international release. And I mean, these only got like four or five ish, four or five yeah. books. Yeah. So. Yeah, this first book had a different cover artist, but starting next week, we also need to uh, talk about the middle stage of the morphs. So we will be back week after next. We're releasing every other week. For sanity reasons. Yes. <laughs> Do you guys have anything that you want to promote about yourself? I mean, Jen and I are on Panelology, which is a comics yes, podcast. <laughs> you yes, guys are occasionally on Panelology. <laughs> hey, not everybody's going to find you guys through Panelology. True. Talk about your it's other true. podcast. True. Uh, we talk about new comics every week and try to, you know, make it easy to find things that are good if you want to read. Yeah, we also occasionally will interview comics creators, which is really super fun. Yes, we might have another one coming up uh, around the same time this episode gets released. <laughs> Tim, you got anything you want to promote? Uh, no, I don't do anything except for this podcast and occasionally show up on both of your podcasts. <laughs> Megan, would you like to promote anything? Sure, I host podcasts about books. Uh all of this information will be in the show notes. But yeah, if you like fairy tales, I've got one for that. If you like bad books, I've got one for that. Oh, yeah. If you like regular books, I have one for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I like books. 
We'd like to thank Christina Spinks for our show art. You can find us on social media at, at Minds at Yerk, pretty much anywhere. And you can email us comments, questions, tell us we're crazy for doing this um, at Minds at Yerk at gmail.com. If you like it, rate and review us on iTunes. Do yes. that thing. Share us with friends. Please do. If you hate us, share Animorphs, us with enemies. Tell us how you got into Animorphs. And what favorite morph you are. I don't know. I can keep going. Yes, tell us what your favorite morph is. Please, please do. And remember... Oh, wasn't there always a closer? Um... Like, they're uh, always watching? That may be another series entirely. The last line of this one is, I nodded and wiped away my tears. Yeah, I said. <laughs> Until then we fight. <laughs> Until then, we fight. There we go. And until then, we fight. I don't remember every book ending with them crying. <laughs> well, then we end with this last line of every book every week. I can just open to a random line on a random page. Uh, don't be about don't be about his cousin. Please don't be about his cousin. I didn't even know how to begin, so I just made sure the door. <laughs> so I just made sure the door to my room was locked. Fortunately, my <laughs> uncle was still asleep. <laughs> <sighs> and that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>